All right, Nick Ferguson is a uh, now a host of the Touchdown Denver podcast for 2400 Sports, former Bronco and Texan and Jet. Uh, I, I tell you what, man, we'll get to the Broncos in a little bit, but I want to start with the games coming up this weekend because I'm juiced. We're all sitting here just ready for this. I, I still not, I'm still not sold on the name. We kind of make fun of it, the Super Wild Card Weekend, but we'll live with it because we're getting more football than we had before, <laughs> so it's good. Uh, let, let's just start with the overall slate of games. What's the game that you're, I guess I'd say, most confident in in terms of one side or the other or who's going to win? Because there's a lot of these where a lot, there's a lot of people on, on uh, you know, Tampa, and then they're going Dallas, and then there's, oh, I love the Vikings. Nah, they're a fraud. I like the Giants. Is there one game where you are dead set on the winner so far? Yeah, that would be uh, San Francisco over Seattle. Uh, San Francisco has proven their worth in this league, both offensively and de- defensively. And when you have a guy like D'Amico Ryans, my former Houston Texans teammate, just kind of leading that defense, uh, you can see his fingerprints all over it on all three levels of the defense. And when you think about Seattle, Seattle was just crossing their fingers. The Detroit Lions beat the Green Bay Packers, allowed them to jump into the playoffs. So they're just happy to be here. But, oh, by the way, the same Seattle team was kind of dismantled against San Francisco this year. And I know Brock Purdy is now the bell of the ball, if you will, being somewhat of a guy who was drafted late, misery irrelevant. But he's showing that, hey, if you have talent or you put talent around a quarterback and you give him a great defense, the kind of crazy things that he can do. But I- I'll be remiss if I didn't mention this. Based on what we've seen from Brock Purdy, it makes uh, or the life easier for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch as they decide if they're going to move away from Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason. Uh, Nick, yeah. so, you know, we keep talking about these quarterbacks making their first start in the playoffs, and you have, obviously, Brock Purdy, but you also have Geno Smith. What's that first playoff game? What's the what's the big difference? Like, does the game speed up a little bit? Does it just seem like a regular season game? What's the difference, you know, between Week 16 and then making that first playoff start? Well, the biggest thing that changes uh, is the fact that it's an elimination game. It's one and done. Uh, the speed doesn't change. I guess the attention to detail definitely does change. And when you get to this position in the playoffs, I mean, everyone talks about having a great run game, but also your defense being able to travel. But the most important thing is health. You know, usually when we watch the Super Bowl, we think the best team won the Super Bowl. No, it is actually the healthiest team winning the Super Bowl. So when you get there and you know that, hey, we have gotten to this particular point and we have all our aces in the hole. That means every guy on every part of the defense, you know, you can now go in and you can perform well. So that's kind of the first thing that you're thinking about. And the most important thing, you have all your guys playing in the game alongside you. Nick, you talk about guys being out and banged up and how impactful that is for, for a playoff run. I mean, you look at the Ravens and the Bengals and both those teams are missing pretty important players. Bengals are missing a couple of key guys on the offensive line. They've had some issues in terms of injuries to their secondary. And then you look at the Ravens, obviously no Lamar, and you've got you know very banged up Mark Andrews, J.K. Dobbins coming back. Like, How do you assess the injuries and how that changes this matchup, even when you have a couple of skill guys coming back on defense for the Ravens this week? Well, the way it changes is that based on what I just said, I mean, you, you need all your top players when you're going into a playoff game like this, especially a divisional rival where you know them and they know you. The fact that Lamar is not playing in this, in this game, it changes uh, the complexity of the game for the Baltimore Ravens, a team that was really confident when 
you have a guy like Lamar in the lineup. Lamar's no longer in the lineup. It changes things uh, drastically. So now that pendulum now swings towards the Cincinnati Bengals. And, you know, when you look at their team, and, and I'm not even talking about the defensive side. It is just offense. Now, both Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson are two uh, different players. The way they play the game is entirely different. Lamar is a dynamic player, and Joe Burrow is a guy that can hurt you by moving his feet and extending the pocket and throwing down the field, and he has a bevy of weapons. Now, we look at Baltimore, even if Lamar was playing in his game. Now, you tell me which guy that you know for Baltimore Ravens, not named Mark Andrews, that Lamar could actually throw to. I'll give you some time to figure that out, but I'm sure you're not going to come up with the answer. So whether Lamar played or not, it wasn't going to really make a difference. I think the Cincinnati Bengals team has proven that they're a team of destiny. And the way that the league handled the situation as far as, you know, the seeding, I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals, they're upset right now. They're looking for uh, blood. And right now they're going to take it out on the Baltimore Ravens. Talking to Nick Ferguson, BetMGM tonight. Yeah, what do you make of this Lamar Jackson situation right now with the injury and how long it's been out? It just feels like there's more and more tension every day. Well, yeah, of course there's going to be a lot of tension because they feel as though they gave Lamar uh, a suitable contract. And that is something that everyone is talking about. Well, they gave him a contract. He just wanted guaranteed money. When you know what your worth is, you're not going to allow anyone to undermine that. And we see the Kyler Murray contract, the Deshaun Watson contract. Are you going to tell me that those two quarterbacks are better than Lamar Jackson? Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson not being in the game so far this season since his injury against the Denver Broncos, it is showing and proving his work to Steve Bishotti and that Ravens organization. So what he's doing right now is probably the best thing for him because he's looking out for his future. And I know most people would say, well, that's wrong. It's a team game. You need to get out there. and You've been riding with your teammates all season long, and now all of a sudden you're not going to play in the game. That's why Lamar decided to release the information on Twitter about where he stands from an injury standpoint so all the fans actually know. When you talk about a quarterback who relies heavily on his athleticism to feel as though he is not comfortable with his ability to go out there and perform at a high level, to me, that says a lot about, you know, Lamar. And it reminds me of when you think about Jamal Murray with the Denver Nuggets. A year ago, when everyone was forcing him and pushing him to come back, and the team said, well, you know, Lamar, I mean, Jamal is healthy. We don't know why he's not coming back, but he couldn't go out there and be the same person. But also, there's a lot of money on the table. I know everyone, no one wants to talk about that, but but let's really put let's put it out there. There's so much money on the table. Lamar goes out there. He stinks it up against the division rival. What do you think the Ravens and Steve Bashadi are going to say? Well, we gave you this big offer. You didn't take it. Now we're going to take a couple million off. No. Sit out, get healthy, and then let's see how this thing plays out. Nick, that's why I love you. That and the uh, turnover back in uh, 2006 in the AFC title game, that won me some money against Tom Brady. But I said the same thing last night, man. Like, and then also, if Lamar does go out there at 60%, doesn't win, then the narrative is, well, he can't win the big game. Yep. So I'm completely with you. Hey, do you think the Giants are live against the Minnesota Vikings? That Vikings defense is bad, man. I love Justin Jefferson and the offense. Delvin Cook hasn't really looked himself the last couple of weeks. The Giants have been a fun story. You think they could actually win that game on the road, though? Yeah, because the Giants have been playing inspired football. And I, and I know they don't have the marquee names offensively, especially outside the numbers. But when you take Daniel Jones and you take a guy like Saquon Barkley, but more important, uh, Brian Dable, 
being able to come in and to do things with those two players that the previous coaching staff could not accomplish. So that's a team that's playing inspired football. And they know, hey, listen, we're not as talented as some of the other teams in the playoffs. But the one thing that drives a lot of teams like the Giants, it is heart, right? They have that heart of New York City. And you mentioned early the Minnesota Vikings. You know, I, I like the Vikings and what Kevin O'Donnell was able to continue with that offense. But the biggest problem for the Vikings is can their defense actually hold up? And that's why so many people have been calling the Minnesota Vikings frauds. And until they go out and play this Giants team and show that they can go out there and kind of take this game away from the Giants, then everyone's going to continue to call them a fraud. But I'll say this, because of that defense, I'm going to lead heavily towards the Giants on this particular game. Let's talk about this Chargers-Jags matchup because you talk about identity and the Chargers, it feels like, with Brandon Staley, we're not really sure if he's going to be able to get it done in these big moments. The Chargers, for a long time, have found ways to lose instead of finding ways to win, even against the the Raiders last year in, in Week 18. Uh, Jags playing really inspired football right now, and, and the Chargers, obviously, against your Broncos, sort of muffed one up and played everybody. How do you see this matchup going? <laughs> Well, going back to my uh, old Broncos days, this is one of those games where you say the Chargers are going to charge it, right? That is what they've done under North Turner, and I think they're going to do the same thing with Brandon Staley. And if Staley loses this game, now we're talking about him possibly being being fired. So when you when you go back to last Sunday watching the Broncos play the Chargers, and oh, by the way, the Chargers played their starters, so it wasn't one of these things where the Broncos won a game against backup. No. That was the best of the best that we saw of the Chargers. But when you watch this Chargers defense on tape, if you let them pin their ears back and get after the quarterback, they're going to be disrupted. The way you beat the set, beat the I almost say San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers is that you have to run outside. The Broncos were successful running outside. Cam Akers two weeks ago when the the Chargers faced the Rams, he was successful running outside. And you know that Travis Etienne, he's no longer hurt. He can do that same thing. So we're talking about giving up big chunk plays outside in the running game. And if you get that running game going, now the play action is available for Trevor Lawrence. So this is a game that I'm going to lean towards the Jags because the Jags look entirely different from what they looked like a year ago. And it's amazing that you move from Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson, and then all of a sudden Trevor Lawrence can actually play this great game of football but that goes back to the coaching staff. So the Jags upset. I don't even say upset because that's not even in the cards. Yeah. This is going to be a clean win for the Jags over the Chargers. Woo! Just really quickly, you talk about running on the outside. Do you like Trevor Lawrence to run for over 14 and a half yards? Just kind of <laughs> the same We all kind of have that prop bet, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like it because here's what, what he can do. Right, he's a smart quarterback and he has his struggles his first year, but he understands sometimes defense is gonna scout you and they're gonna take some of your best players and plays away. So being as though he is a dynamic quarterback, you pull the ball down and you run because now once you start picking up those 14 yards, the defense now has to account for you. So that means now when you start to scramble and you run parallel to the line of scrimmage, it's like a mall to the flame. They're gonna come, they're gonna be drawn to you. So now that means there's gonna be open passing windows down the field to take advantage of. And we see this play out with uh, Russell Wilson in this heyday. And you look at Patrick Mahomes, he's made a living, you know, breaking down defenses in this way. And then Josh Allen, 
Josh Allen, you know, he is one of those guys that can burn you by throwing the ball, by running the ball. So if Trevor Lawrence tries to channel his inner Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, he's going to have great numbers. And it, and it might be over 14 yards in this game rushing. That's that's what we're all hoping for at this desk right here. That's for sure. All right, got about a minute left, Nick. Uh, Cowboys Bucks. Is it recency bias with people seeing what the Cowboys did against Washington and what you know the way Tampa looked when they had all their starters, their last game with all the starters, the regular season, or is this legit? Two teams trending in different directions where Tampa may be on the up right now. Well, these two teams are trending in two different directions. Think about what's going on with Dallas. Dallas is in a situation like Brandon Staley is with the Chargers. If Mike McCarthy loses this game, you know, he's going to be out with the Dallas Cowboys and could be a landing spot for Sean Payton to actually go back and coach there. But when you look at the Bucks, they've struggled all year long. They've struggled with chemistry with Tom Brady and Mike Evans. Getting on the same page, that, that offensive line has been beat up. They could not establish the run game. But the one thing I know about Tampa Bay and most importantly about Tom Brady, they just find ways to to win. And he loves these types of moments. Remember, you know, watching, you know, Tom in some of the games this season where they needed a touchdown to win the ball game and they just were efficient in the two-minute offense. That's kind of like where Tom, you know, lives. And, and if, if I'm Byron Leftwich, that's what I'm going to put him in. I'm going to put him in a two-minute offense the entire game because, you know, when you think about Tom Brady and how successful he's been over the years, yeah. his mind thinks and process information really quickly. So those are the best situations. But I'm going to take the Bucks uh, to win this one. Yeah, that's kind of how we've all been feeling here. Nick Ferguson, host of the Touchdown Thanks, Denver man. podcast. Good talking to you again, man. Thanks for coming Thanks, on. Nick.